I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. Hey. Hello. After our super like long episode last week. That was a great episode. It was so good. I'm still obsessed with that story. I know. All right. Well, we will, um, I have like a couple pieces of business to get to. Um, the first one, we want to say a huge thank you to Lisa, who we've been messaging with on Facebook. Um, she actually sent us sent me the information for the West Virginia State Penitentiary. Um, she's who I got the information for or from, like sent me the Wait. recommendation or whatever. Um, and she also sent us um, some cool information about our West Virginia Sniper episode. Um, she was, <clears throat> she helped us pronounce one of the places. Um, it's, I think I said it Kanawha, like I didn't know how to say it. Um, apparently it's Kanal. Oh. I wouldn't have thought I think that. I have no idea. Um, yes, she picked on Travis a little bit, who did that episode, which I totally appreciate because I... Um, we all pick on Travis. We all pick on Travis, and I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, she uh, apparently like lived in that area, was from that area, or like around that area when everything was happening, and so like remembers it well. like being a super scary time. So <laughs> thanks, Lisa, for um, your messages. We super and appreciate it. It was them. very nice. She said, um, don't worry, Holly. You know, you don't have to feel old. <laughs> yes. That was thank you. It's really funny because we'll both like respond, but we respond under like the, our accounts, like mm-hmm. our, our so you shared don't know account. If it's Holly or and yeah. usually I try to like sign my name at the bottom. Like if mm-hmm. I'm responding, I'll put like my name, like hey, like this is from Haley. And I totally didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that and, last and, time. and you can't put just an H because you, yeah. You know. Right. Um, but I think, like, credit to Lisa, I think she knew who she was talking to, like, I both so. times. That was pretty <laughs> which impressive. Which was really so, funny. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> so thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, we super appreciate it. And she actually sent um, us another um, case Story suggestion. So, yeah. yeah. We'll definitely have to look into that one um, as well. I haven't pulled that one yet, but it's on my list. So. Love it. Are we in West Virginia this week? No, we're actually not in West Virginia this week. Um, we are in Virginia this week. But I did want to tell you this morning, um, before I came out here, this is, it's a little off topic. So our people who hate that we have regular lives and talk to each other on this thing, you can skip ahead if you really want to. Um, I came outside and was going to repot some plants and look up and there's like a swarm of buzzards flying over my house and in my backyard and I let my dog out in like the fenced in area I have for her and I was like what the heck is going on she has a dead body so and there was like you know normally you see like one or two of them like circling roadkill or whatever I when I tell you there were like 15 buzzards like the big like big buzzards in my backyard I was like what is happening and so the way my house sits is there's a bank or like a field behind my house and there's cattle on it. Oh, I've been there. 
yeah, there's there's beef cattle on the back side of my house, and there's dairy cattle on the front. So we're like in the middle of nowhere, lots of cows. Um, and I was like, oh my god, what if like the farmer behind us has like a dead cow? Like that's gonna be super smelly and gross, and like obviously like he's out a lot of money now. Oh, okay, sure, blame it on a so, dead cow. Sure. Okay. I was really concerned, so I like go down there and I'm like squatting over the bank, like looking to see, and I can see where the cows are like circled around this thing, and the birds are like trying to get in there, and the cows are chasing the birds away. So then I had the really awful realization of like, oh my gosh, it's a dead calf. Like, it's a dead baby cow. I was like, no. So I'm sitting there, and I can't see very far, and I don't want to go, like, under the fence. Like, I've been in that field before, and the cows aren't, like, they're not going to rush you or anything. But they're beef cows, so they're a little unpredictable. And I didn't want to walk down there when they're already agitated to, like, see what it was. So I'm just sitting there looking, and I can tell that there's, like, a stain on the ground. And I was like, oh, no. Like... So my grandmother comes out and we're both looking and I'm like, okay, well maybe that's where a cow had like had a calf and it was like the the afterbirth and all that, which, you know, like people, animals also have that. And I was like, okay, well maybe that's what it is. Well, come to find out, apparently that's exactly what it was. And the calf had come up the hill and was on the wrong side of the fence. So the farmer had to come up and like push the calf back under and mom was obviously mom was not concerned. Like the mama cow was not concerned that her baby was not by her at that point. She was like, whatever. I don't care. Because normally they're like freaking out if they can't yeah. find their babies. Um, but this mom was like, eh, whatever. You know why? This was her sixth calf. <laughs> she was overwhelmed. She was exhausted. She just she didn't care. She gave birth and she was like, listen. I can't today. Today's not the day. Mama's <laughs> tired. I but, get it. Yeah. Get it. Um, it was, you know, everything was fine. There was no dead animal or anything back there. It was just, you know, nature and life and everything. And the calf was fine and reunited with mom. And it was great. Um, but it is unsettling to walk out your back door. It just had 15 buzzards in your backyard. It is unsettling. Haley, I thought you were headed towards a whole nother story. I thought, oh shit, who did she kill? Listen, there would be no buzzards. There would be no bodies. I mean, hmm. so yeah, the, and if, if you've seen a buzzard up close, those things are huge. No, I haven't. Huge. Yeah. They're gigantic. I'm glad that we, <laughs> you had so much experience. <laughs> so big and then there were like crows cawing in the back because they were down in like the feed and everything and just like she's gonna get a job at the body farm it was so spooky Mm. it was spooky i didn't like it Mm. no i think i'll have another sip of this uh voodoo ranger imperial ipa this is not a sponsorship but new belgium uh, if you want to hit us up If you want to hit us up, the holster is ready and willing. <laughs> All right. So now that our skippers are back, <laughs> we will hop All into right, the here story. We go. All right. So we are headed um, into the Shenandoah National Park. Back into the woods. Back into the woods, um, which this part of the park is in um, Virginia that we're going to talk about. Okay. All right. So taking it back to kind of around the same time as last week, um, May of 96. 
So, so you're not you're not alive yet. You're in the belly. Yeah. No, yeah. not even no, yet. No, no. <laughs> May nineteenth, nineteen ninety six. Julianne, uh, who also went by Julie Williams, and Laura, who went by Lolly, which I think is so cute. Super cute. That's adorable. Uh, Winans, I think is how you say her last name. They set out to backpack through the Shenandoah National Park with the Golden Retriever. I think it's Taj. It's T-A-J. Might be. I think it's Taj. That's what I'm going with. Or Tag? Maybe. I like Taj. Taj. I'm going with Taj. Okay. Taj. Taj, Anyway. Um, okay. So, a little bit about Julie and Lolly. Um, Lolly was from a pretty wealthy family, but she was described as being very down to earth, according to, you know, all her friends. So, like, from a family that had a lot of money, but didn't act like she had a lot of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> Um, so she, no. gra- she graduated high school, um, and started going to college, but then, uh, dropped out shortly after starting college, just decided like, wasn't for not her. for her, which is yeah. fine. Um, in 1994, she moved to Maine to attend Unity College. Um, and while she was there, she, oh my God, the peanut M&Ms have rebelled. Just fell over. I was like, what was that noise? It was the M&M's on the counter. Okay, anyway. Um, yes, so attends Unity College. So while she is there, she starts to work as a wilderness guide. So this is not like she loves to be outside, loves hiking, camping, the woods. Couldn't be further from me. I mean, more power to her. Yeah. Come on, Lolly. But uh, yeah, for Holly... <laughs> that's a that's a no. It's a hard pass. Yep. I love the idea of it. I love the idea. The of idea it. of like, yeah, I'm gonna go for a hike and camp and you know, mm-hmm. be pee outside. <laughs> be outside, yep. and then like the reality sets in, and yeah. I'm like, I mean, so when ew. you're squatting, defecating in the woods, and you have to wipe your ass with a leaf, I mean, is it really the fantasy? No. <laughs> No. Because that's really what you wanted? That does not feel like Charmin. That feels like a freaking leaf. Yep. Yep. Fair. I'm not one to... Okay. Again, sidebar. Sorry, y'all. I just, I'll just keep drinking. Just keep drinking. Um, I can't pee in the woods. Neither can I. I can't do it. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not doing it correctly. Well, usually you just try. <laughs> No, I can't, like, this is probably way too much information for this podcast, but I think we've already crossed that line several times. We have. We're Um, intimately connected. I can't pee in the woods because I can't pee in a straight line. (laughs) It always goes down my leg. Because we're women, I think that that's just true. But, like, I know other women who can easily pee in the woods. Like, I've been, like, in the woods with other women who have no problem peeing. I can't. And, like, not getting it on their sock. Or underwear. Or underwear. So when I pee in the woods, and I have done this, not recently, because I haven't had put myself in the situation, I take everything off. Like, I am poo-bearing it. <laughs> like, I take Just off. Just know, if you and Haley are out in the woods, she's naked peeing. <laughs> naked. She's naked and peeing. No, like, I keep the top on, honestly, <laughs> but like... <laughs> 
I take, I my take shirt off, off the pants, like shoes, okay. socks, pants, underwear, wow, everything. It's extreme. I take it I mean, all off. And that yeah. way, if it runs down my leg, I can, you know, take care of that and not have pee on my clothes. It makes sense. It makes sense. Here's the thing. Just a tip. Stay out of the woods, pee in a toilet. Enough said. Down. Yeah. Okay. Sit down, go potty, pull your pants back up. And carry on. I just I, I can't. I can't do it. Well, you know, my, my friend's daughter um, and her, they always, they call it popping a squat. And they'll pop a squat just kind of wherever. Like, we were at the park. And if she's listening to this, hey. Um, but we were, like, at the park with my son. And, and she was with her daughter. And her daughter was like, Mommy, I have to pee. She's At the time, she was three. And uh, she was like, okay, just pop a squat. And we were like, at the freaking park. I was like, uh, I mean, I know she's a kid, but. Uh, like, right, right here? Like, we're doing this like, right do now? Do you want me just to, like, block her? Like, what do you want? This is all, all right. This is a so, public location. Yeah. I mean, so. As long as Haley keeps her drawers on in public locations. <laughs> um, but, again, anyway, I'm glad that they enjoyed the woods because it's not for me. Good um, for you, Lolly. Good for you. Okay, so, on to Julie. So, she loved to help people and she actually uh she worked at a bookstore in burlington vermont and she volunteered with several nonprofits to help underserved communities and she particularly enjoyed doing work with abuse survivors and uh, migrants kind of sounds like you a little bit minus the woods yeah um (laughs) so julie and lolly met um at a nonprofit in minnesota so they're kind of all over the place i would say but they met at this nonprofit in Minnesota that was designed to promote um, adventure and travel for women. Oh, I like so that. So kind of like an empowerment thing of like so your neighbor's dog, I think. I hope so. I hope I can't it hear is. it. That's crazy. It's so loud. Like we don't hear it. Without our mics. Thank anyway, okay, so if you no. hear dog barking, it's not my dog because we're not in my house. It is my neighbor's. <laughs> okay, so they work at this nonprofit, um, you know, promoting adventure, travel for women, great cause, love it. Um, so they immediately hit it off and started a relationship. A friendship or were they romantically? Um, a romantic relationship. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. So they are, they are in a romantic relationship at this point. Um so apparently Julie got this like new job, was really excited about it, and the two decided to celebrate they were gonna go on a like backpacking trip, like a hike. Which again, not for us, but sounds mm-hmm. lovely for them. I would be like, Haley, you got a new job, let's go out for drinks. I'm buying. Yeah. Haley, let's go have some dinner. Let you know, like that mm-hmm. would be how we would celebrate yeah. your job. Saying, let's go out to the woods, just sounds like an episode. <laughs> and guess what, girls? It is. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, this does not end well for them. So mm. it's very sad. Um, yes. So they set out on this hike to celebrate the new job. They are both very experienced hikers and campers. They've, you know, been on several long trips solo with groups. Uh, they, they know, like, they know what they're doing. And they had been to this area before? I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, So when they didn't check in with Julie's father on the day they were supposed to return, which was on the 28th, he started getting worried. 
And he actually reported the two as missing on May 31st. So I can imagine, like, the 28-year-old around, they didn't check in. He's like, okay, well, that's, you know, kind of weird. But maybe gave it a day of, like, okay, well, maybe they got, you know, maybe there was weather or they got held up or took an extra day, you know, or whatever. And you have to put yourself in that time period. Um, you know, yes, there were cell phones, but you've got to remember cell phones were very expensive. And if you were out in the woods, it not wasn't like you would get any service. So right. Even now, like even, it's still Even not. now it's difficult. But in 1996, it was near impossible. So it wasn't like, you know, as days went on, he was like, okay, well, they haven't called, but it's because they're still out there camping and they just haven't gotten back to a landline to call, you know, that kind of thing. So... It would make sense that he's a little like, okay, give it a few days, you know. Yeah. So I didn't, I don't think that's weird at all that he waited. No, me neither. Um, yes. Yeah, so they reported missing on May 31st. Mm-hmm. After one day of searching, the police found the bodies of Lolly and Julie. Um, so this is on June 1st of 1996. <sighs> the Rangers found their car just north of Skyland Lodge in Shenandoah National Park. Uh, they found the girls at their campsite just off of um, Bridal Trail, which is a pretty, like, populated trail. Um, And they were about a half mile from the lodge, which also had a bar in it, um, and was usually packed with visitors. Um, And so the rule there was you can't camp within half a mile of a dwelling. So I think that's, like, a pretty common rule. Yeah. Um, So within half a mile of, like a hotel or someone's residence or a lodge or something like that. You can't camp in that area. So I can't camp in your backyard. Legally, I guess not. Um, But I guess if it's private property and you have permission, it's probably not a big deal. What if I don't and I just say... You just set up a tent in my backyard? I mean, I might think there's something... (laughs) (laughs) After our conversations about us and liking to being in the woods, I would be really concerned about you. You should. You will show up with your kid and are like in my backyard <laughs> camping. I would be like, uh. Um. Just roped from the bottom down, taking a shit in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably be like, there's buzzards flying around. There are cattle. I mean, like, you can go in the field and poop with the cows. Like, there's already poop down there. No, so. I'm trying to fertilize your grass. Come on now. Oh, gosh. We don't need it. I hate mowing. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Let me poop here. Oh, God. Okay, we're talking about dead people. Let's not talk about pooping in my yard. Okay, all right. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. I'm going to take a deep breath. Haley hates me. Take a deep breath because it's about to get real sad and real bad. Okay. It's, like, going to get really bad. Oh, Haley. Take a breath. How do you do this? I know, we're deflecting with humor, and it's just what we do. Okay, so they found their bodies. Okay. So, they found the bodies. Their bodies were found naked, bound and gagged. Both of their throats had been cut. Um, Neither of them, though, appeared to have been um, sexually assaulted. So, they were naked. Do you think that perhaps the perpetrator um, maybe had the intention of either scaring them, thinking that they would be assaulted, maybe it was a means of intimidation, or... Maybe the attempt was to sexually assault them, but he couldn't rise to the challenge. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, there was a camera found with them, and it showed pictures of them, you know, hiking and taking photos of landmarks and just the sites, but there was nothing on the camera for, like, to be used as evidence. Um, their dog, Taj, was left unharmed, which is, mm. I was happy to hear. Yeah. Um, he was found wandering without his leash a short way away from the campsite, and he actually helped lead the authorities to... The bodies, which is really sad. So, police thought that this could be a hate crime due to the fact that Lolly and Julie um, were a lesbian couple. Uh, If the murders were deemed as a hate crime, this means that anyone convicted of them could receive the death penalty. So, that kind of opens the door up for that. If they, you know, it turns out that it was a hate crime. Uh, Police, let's see, okay. The police identified a suspect, uh, a Daryl David Rice. Uh, Rice was a loner who had um, high anxiety and had a documented hatred towards women, especially those in the LGBTQ plus community. So it just sounds like an all around um, horrible human being. But it's also always the creepy loner. Right. You know? I mean, like, it's the creepy loner guy who, like, hates people and just hates. Just hates. Just spreads hate. And what, did he have some mommy issues? It sounds like there are some mommy issues. I'm sure there was. I'm hating sure women there tends was. To, this is just me being a therapist, but tends to fall back <laughs> onto hating, like, your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and or he was just, you know, like, homophobic and stupid. Oh, and there's a high likelihood. Of that, too. Like, I think you have stupid. to be stupid to be homophobic, but whatever. Anyway. Okay. Um, okay. Totally. <laughs> yes, so... Uh, he had recently been fired from a job for being hostile to co-workers. You know, you have been hostile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have not been hostile to my co-workers. No. I have been hostile to management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I like that. I said, watch it burn as I exited the situation. <laughs> I remember. And I said, bye. Bye. Yeah, Holly left with a lot more grace than I did. (laughs) But um, anyway, so he was fired for being hostile to co-workers. Uh, The police were pursuing him after the attempted abduction of a female cyclist in Shenandoah National Park in July of 1997. And this was around the same place that Julie and Lolly were killed. Mm. So... This is, you know, a while later that this happened. But then they're like, okay, well, this creepy guy is trying to abduct, you know, women in the same area where two women were brutally murdered. Yeah. Seems like there might be a connection connection there. there. Mm -hmm. Um, He was convicted of the abduction in 1997. Um, His behavior suggested that he might be responsible for the murders. So I don't know if he, like, said something or, like was being real weird about well, it. Well, then, you know, sometimes killers get, um, where they kind of brag or make, you know, comments like, well, if I had done something like that, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they're stupid. Arrogant. Yeah. Um, so he was in the park at the same time, apparently, as the girls were, and a security tape confirmed that he entered the park on May 25th. Oh, okay. So he's in the park at the same time. Um, in April of 2002, so several years later, 
six years. Rice was indicted for the double murder and brought to trial. Good. Please hold that thought. Oh. In court, the prosecution brought up Rice's hatred of women, the fact that he was in the park, and the history of harming and trying to abduct women. They also had hairs and DNA from the scene, and the hairs did appear to match Rice. But we all know how the hair analysis isn't really a thing. Right. I mean, it's a thing, but it's I mean, not if a reliable DNA, thing. I would have been like, yeah. Yes. Well, they had DNA. Oh. They ran that DNA. When the DNA came back, it did not match Rice. Oh, he's really upset. Well, really? and he's a creepy loner, so he doesn't have someone with him committing these crimes. I know. So I really wanted it to be him because I think he's just a bad... I mean, he's obviously not a good person anyway. You know, I think you can be not a good person, but there's a difference between not a good person and a killer. So I mean, he did try to abduct the woman on a bicycle. <laughs> that's, so. that's not cool. Um, uh, so there's, there's a, a difference, difference between a murderer and an abductor. Doctor. Oh, Jesus. This is just going the wrong way. Okay. Okay, so he's not a good person, he's but he not, didn't kill these two girls. But he has girls. not been convicted of murdering two girls. Okay. Okay, Maybe moving I on. I shouldn't drink anymore. Right. <laughs> Please continue. I will. Okay. So, gosh, you're welcome. <laughs> while all of this was going on with Rice, the police also wanted to question a suspected serial killer, a Richard Mark Evidence. He, His last name was Evidence? Evidence. Oh, Evidence. Evidence. Okay, I was so excited. Like, Evidence score. We've <laughs> Ev- got Evidence. Evidence. E-V-O-N-I-T-Z. Oh, evidence. Um, he had kidnapped and raped a girl in South Carolina and fled to Florida. Um, but he had apparently confessed to some crimes as law enforcement surrounded him in Sarasota, Florida. Um, but he refused to surrender peacefully. Um, they released a dog on him but he turned his gun on himself and committed suicide so he had apparently like called his sister and confessed to like multiple other crimes and then when he got cornered killed himself so they weren't able to question him about anything um so hairs at the scene were similar under a microscope to those of evidence but they were also similar to race so where does that kind of land us were they able to exhume his body and test some DNA? They haven't. Um, they have his DNA. Oh. Like, they, they kept, you know, they oh. obviously took lots of samples because yeah. he, his story, I'm going to cover crimes. his story in the next couple weeks. I'll tell you all about this guy. Okay. Um, so they do have DNA from him to run. They need to. So we'll get to that. Um, given the proximity to the route 20 to route 29, the murders were also linked to the route 29 stalker who attacked and murdered women in Virginia in 1996, which I've never heard of, but now I want to do that case too. Cause oh that's God, crazy. A long list. Um, and he, this stalker went by the name of Larry Breeden, but, uh, that wasn't obviously his real name. Um, investigators tried to tie Rice to those killings as well, um, but, you know, to this day, the identity of the Route 29 stalker has never been clearly identified 
or can like officially confirm like they don't know yep, you've got who it is okay so because the murder happened in a national park there were issues with collecting evidence it was difficult to figure out you know who had jurisdiction the national park service has their own investigative branch so they were involved but since the murders occurred in a national park, the FBI was also involved. Since it happened in Virginia, the Virginia State Police were also involved. So it was crazy. Haley was there. I was also there. Uh, it me. just was a lot. We were also investigating. It yeah. just, I was know. 12. Haley wasn't even conceived. <laughs> it was amazing. It was just, we were all there. I said, don't worry. I'm in seventh grade, but I'm on it. We're there. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, but... Since it was in a national park, the FBI did have, like, official authority mm-hmm. over everything. Makes sense. But they, you know, continued to work with the state police and the park service. So there, we had some communication there, which is good. Absolutely. You don't uh, always get that. No. So because of the remote location, it was hard to gauge, you know, how large that crime scene might actually be. True. So they didn't, you know... It was hard to, like, find all the evidence and everything in that area. When you think about there were probably still hikers going through that area. Yeah. So it was hard to collect evidence. Yeah, it was. So during the investigation, police actually found two people who may have seen something. However, they were not credible enough to use in court. Um, Anthony... Coyle and his girlfriend were camping in the park at the time and claimed to see Daryl David Rice there. Uh, However, this was five years after the murder that they came forward, and Coyle said that he couldn't be certain that it was Rice, but that it looked like him. Again, we talked about last episode, you know, witness IDs, not always. And this is five years after the facts. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not really with it. Um, So, and let's see here. His girlfriend reported that she heard screams during the night, but the defense said that she possibly could have dreamed the screams. And there was an article that did say that she did say it could have been like an astral projection, that she saw it in the night dreams stars were involved i don't know uh, okay well, um so not credible witnesses to say the least so is this one of this like some hippy dippy shit like, i think so so i like totally saw in the stars that people were screaming and i knew i said to myself it's a beacon of light and there's like a shooting star so i stopped and i said oh no oh my god we've offended all of the um whoever projects here's the thing (laughs) we blanking offend everybody clearly apparently that's what we do these days now that's all we do it's all we strive for get over it no i have plenty of friends who like read star charts but here's the thing do that thing but they don't also don't you know but contribute a, to murder in investigations system, and, and what the jury looks at too is when you're looking at somebody in a situation of like life and death or like or will a jury believe you 
Right. Is this, to them, is this legitimate? Is this a conviction? Yeah. So... Someone who said they saw it in the stars is probably not going to be your best witness. Sorry. I mean, you know, does that prove to be enough evidence? And, you know, someone always has the right to, even if they get a, a, a guilty verdict, to come back and say, listen, I wasn't given a fair trial. The witnesses, you know, said she saw it in the stars. So, like, the know. defense will have a field day with us. Oh, for sure. Like, we just for did. Sure. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. So, obviously, okay, they weren't. Sorry. They weren't into it. Okay. So, as of a 2021 article, the Innocence Project was working to clear Rice's name from this whole thing. Interesting. Which I have mixed feelings about. Same. Because do I think that Rice is a piece of garbage and a bad person? Yes. Did he kill these two girls? I don't think so. Like, obviously, like, it, they ran the DNA against him. It doesn't match. Like, there's no physical evidence that he was there. If the glove don't fit, you must have quit. I yeah. Mean, you know? I mean, it I kind mean, of is that. Like, so the Innocence Project was working, too, because what they did was, um, I didn't say this before, they cleared the charges, or they dropped the case against Rice, obviously, after the DNA didn't come back. Um, but they did it, they, they ruled in a way that it was with no prejudice, I guess. So that meant they could retry the case if new evidence came available because they never went to trial. So it's not like double jeopardy. Gotcha. So where you, that's where you can't like, you can't go through a trial, be proven not guilty and then be retried. Exactly. You can't do that in our justice system here, which I think is a good and bad thing. Right. At time, like, whatever. That's a whole other conversation. Um, but they didn't do that because it never went to trial. So okay. he could still be charged. So he's still, you know, number one suspect gotcha. on their list. So the Innocence Project was working with him to get that cleared. Which makes sense because there's no evidence. And, you know... Maybe over time he, you know, he was young, maybe he was stupid, yeah. he's, you know. And so maybe he's like, you know, I just really want my name cleared. I want a fresh start. We just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so there has been a lot of pushback from those involved, and this is as of this year, those involved in the case to test the DNA against evidence. We need to. To see, you know, does that DNA match? We have the both samples. But we have the technology. We should test it. But. I don't like when you say that. But. The FBI, the state police, everybody involved in that little town has said, has like flat out refused to test it. Have they given a reason? Not anything I could find. The FBI does, though, still put out posters every year asking for information. I don't understand that. I don't either. You have the DNA you, from both cases. Just test it. Like, what's the, the worst thing that could happen is it doesn't match. The best thing that could happen is it does and you have an answer. Exactly. 
So I don't know. It's like bullshit like that drives me insane because they're like, we want it to be this guy. It's all political. Like, it's um, stupid. Well, and Like, always, whose ego is in the way? Well, and it, it, it's always, you know, something. There's some reason behind it. Like, you know, we don't want them to know that there's a serial killer in our midst or we, you know. There's, but there's evidence something. is dead. Right. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, there's no, and maybe there is a logical explanation for why they aren't testing it. Maybe it's monetary. Maybe, maybe it's that. Money. Or maybe they only have, like, the teeniest, tiniest amount of DNA. And if they use that, then that's it. Then that's it. And they can't use it again. It's like, that's the only reason in my mind that I could think why they wouldn't test it. Yeah. And, like, I still kind of, like, hate that because it seems like, you know, really it could be this guy. Yeah. But I don't know. I just... And, and I always come back to this, but I hope for their families that they are able to find someday someone who did this so that the families have some kind of peace. This was senseless. So. This was, you a know, vivacious partners going yeah. out to celebrate a happy occasion. Admittedly, I wouldn't celebrate with a walk in the woods, but to each their own, you know, and, and you know, here they end up dead i mean and like their picture and the one that they put on the poster they just look so young and happy and in love and you know just, just like me. just kids i mean they were young they were just excited of, about like life there it's the a potential new, they had you know new relationship they're like learning who they are and like think about when you're young and in love and just just all the potential like you know you just don't know what where life is going to take you and and all the dreams that you're you're achieving together and and all your goals and all that's like coming together and for that to be they were robbed they were robbed of a future and that just kills me and the fact that it could be like to me related to the fact that they were a lesbian couple just breaks my heart even more like the senselessness that goes into like that kind of cry, I just, it really, really bothers me. You know. And I think because it bothers us, I think because we're so plugged into that community and like, you know, in a way of, we have a ton of close relationships within that community and like really, really great friends and And the thing that I think just hurts me the most is we are human beings. We are all human beings. We love, we, we care, you know, it just, it just bothers me. Yeah. It's just so sad. That just, yeah, I don't know. Just the, like the thought of, you know, that that was the motive, like it's so senseless it's so senseless and, and it just like it's easy to picture a lot of my friends I know. in that situation you know like people that I know and I love and I but you know something to throw out here is what if it wasn't motivated based on their sexual preference what if it was just two women alone in the woods 
Yeah. And somebody thought, I can take them. I can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what if it was multiple people? So it seems like if there was two women against one, this person would have had to have some kind of weapon, would have, um, what was the cause of death? A throat's cut. Okay, so they had a knife. So the threat of a knife maybe convinced them. Um, maybe there were multiple people. Or maybe one of the girls went out to pee in the middle of the night and grabbed, got grabbed and went back to the tent and told the other one, like... If you don't do what I say, I'm going to If you don't her. do what I say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to, you know, and scare I think, somebody into that. You know, sometimes when it's like, oh, well... You know, um, they were a same-sex couple. We we want to. It's natural to be like, oh well, it was a hate crime, but maybe it was just, oh, there's this woman alone out here in the woods, yeah. or there are these two women, and I've been stalking. You know, like it could have been that. Yeah. We just never know. You just, I mean, we don't know because sometimes I think if it had been a hate crime, they maybe would have been sexually assaulted. Right. That's what I'm thinking you too. Know? So, no. I don't know either. It's super weird. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Because you would think that the perpetrator would be like, oh, here's your opportunity to be with a real man or something to that effect. You know, kind of have that arrogant bullshit. You know what I mean? Vomit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it. We can't just see it as it was a hate crime necessarily because we don't know. It could have just been random. Like, I saw these girls out in the woods. I didn't know they were a couple. You know, I thought maybe they're friends, sisters, whatever. And I just saw that they were vulnerable, so I attacked them. Which is scary in its own way. Oh, terrifying. I mean, terrifying. Of course. That's why we don't go in the woods. Being a woman in general is terrifying. Exactly. (laughs) Tell you. you, uh, Hello, men. We have periods. Scary. You're welcome. (sighs) Bleed monthly. We are not afraid to make you bleed. Oh my god! Like we're not afraid of blood. Obviously. Holy Sorry god. about it. Like. Or clots. Sorry, or clots. That was TMI. Or clots. Not scared of those either. Or cramps. I'm scared of cramps. They do hurt. <laughs> I hate them so much. I feel like we, in general, are just stronger. I mean, we are the superior sex. I think so. I really do think so. I think we are. I mean, we can, you know, Give grow birth. humans and push them out of small places. Listen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to all the moms out there, Woo-hoo. God bless you. Yes. <laughs> There's yep. nothing. Whew, that, like, that the idea terrifies me giving birth of giving birth like i'm i like the idea of maybe having kids someday with the right person i do not want to physically i I am going to tell you it scares me so bad i'm so scared something that is harder than giving birth honest to goodness is actually raising the child yeah because you know that's momentary like yes it's painful and all those things but that's momentary that you know obviously you have the child and then you you kind of you know move on but then you have the child yeah then you have to take it home with you you t- yeah you, you take, take it, it home. home you get up with it every few hours to nurse it to feed it to you know all those things that you do um and that's real like that is like 
And that's not like, okay, so in nine months, and then that'll be over, and then, you know. No, it is 18 years of your life, <laughs> and actually, it's your entire life. Yeah, so, you're a mom forever. Yeah, so really, no. you know, I think the hardest part is raising them. I, that is I, just, I've not done either, so I will take that from If you, you want a little time to experience it i would be happy to drop my son off listen you left me with your kid for like 10 minutes this afternoon I and by pizza the time she came back i was like what do i do with it and he he was standing <laughs> at the baby gate going mom and i was like i mean yeah i miss her too dude like i don't know like, and Haley was also standing in the baby gate going mom i was mom. like please come back <laughs> no so hats off to all you moms out there uh, <laughs> Oh, don't know I how, did hear her say, you your mama's here. I was like, your mom's back. <laughs> As I hear the door open and he runs to the gate. And I'm like, your mom's here. Mama. <laughs> very cute. So cute. Anyway, um, yeah, there's no answers in this case. And it really sucks. And I'm really sad about it. Same. That's all I got. This is complete bullshit that you would not give me a resolution. And I do not care so for that. Sorry. So... Um, you know, if any of you have any um, feedback or, you know, have any thoughts in this case, if yeah. you're around that area during this time, Let us know. send us an email, send us a, a Facebook message. Haley, how in the world do they do that? Yeah, so you can find us at Facebook, at Facebook, on Facebook, at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. Find us on the Facebook. You can send us an email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. And find us on Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. And if you're feeling so inclined, you can also go leave us a lovely, kind-hearted review on our Apple um, podcast page. And you forget this. Patreon. And Patreon. Yes. Come check us out on Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash mountain mysteries. I always forget pa- that one. And you should <laughs> so much. I didn't forget. So Patreon is fantastic. And I'll tell you why. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you are entitled, and I say that, entitled, to bonus episodes you know whether it be some of our bloopers whether it be extra episodes that is just for you our patreon members separate from our podcast so not only do you get our weekly podcast but you get additional episodes so Mm -hmm. if you have a hankering for holly and Haley, (laughs) if you didn't get enough about our peeing habits and our periods this week Head on over and, to and our child raising. Head on over to Patreon. Head on over to Patreon. Oh God, we're selling it, girlfriend. We're having we're a selling great, it. great time. This is amazing balls. Okay, <laughs> so do you have a shout out this week? I do. Um, we're gonna go to North Hollywood, California. I love North Hollywood. I've never been. It's great. Cool. West Hollywood's good too. Okay. Yeah. Southeast. Everywhere. Yeah, I love it all. Okay. Let's just do it. Well, specifically North. Thank you, North Hollywood, California. All right. Love you. We'll see you next week. We'll be here. (laughs) Bye. Bye.